Hello, this is Abel, one of the co-hosts of the show, and I want to share a few messages with you before we start today's show. So the first one is, we have had a crazy week in DeFi. You know, I say that more often than I don't say that, and I think that's just indicative of how fast this space is moving and so we're going to hit you with two dose of DeFi's for this week this is the first one the next one will be in your feed very soon within the next couple of hours um, so be ready for that and then the second thing I want to hit you guys with before we start today's episode is so many of you who listen to the podcast on a weekly basis have reached out to me on the Twitter DMs or via the newsletter by the way, if you aren't subscribed to the newsletter, please do subscribe. And you are saying that you really enjoyed the unedited kind of relaxed side of things with, with last week's episode where we just kind of didn't edit it and just went freeform a little bit. So you'll be very glad to know that we have a similar type of episode today where it's minimal editing. It's just me and Bryce having a chit chat. And then the final thing I want to hit you with before we start today's episode is... In this episode, we mentioned Ave has passed $100 million in total value locked up in the Ave market. But <laughs> you'll be excited to know that as I'm pushing publish to publish this episode to the world, Ave has gone up even more to $122 million locked up in the Ave market. So, wow, just an incredible, incredible rate at which this thing is growing and we are incredibly excited to have Ave as a sponsor of this show so shouts out to you Ave. thank you so much for sponsoring today's show so that's all the updates for the podcast for today let's get into it Hello and welcome back to your weekly dose of DeFi with your host, Token Bryce and Abel. This is your weekly catch up on all the crazy things that go on in the world of DeFi. So yeah, we hope you guys enjoy this. Thank you so much for tuning into another one. We have a few announcements before we start today's episode. And the first is we have a sponsor for the show. We have Aave. Aave is one of our favorite protocols in this space. I think I'm, I could say this for both Token Bryce and I when I speak about this. Uh, they recently reached 100 million. We're going to talk about them in this particular podcast. But yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that we can talk about. But Aave, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. We're very proud to be uh, partnered up with you to spread the word of DeFi. So yeah, Bryce, take it away. Amazing, yeah. And so uh, for the second announcement, uh, we know we, we mentioned a lot of uh, different releases, services, content, tweet, sometime even in the show, uh, and can be hard to keep track. So we've been working with Abel to, uh, to give you an easy way to find the main resources of each episode. Uh, and we now have a newsletter that's going to be shipping with each uh, daily do uh, weekly dose of DeFi. So you can find all the main resources we mentioned very easily organized and, and somewhat structured. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. So let's kick us off with today's structure and what we're going to talk about. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Covalent and one of their recent launches with SafeKey. 
Um, we think there's some interesting stuff that they've been working on and we're excited to talk about it. Uh, then we're going to move on to Rari Capital, which is another announcement, a new product release that's coming out. Well, it literally came out uh, last week and is in beta and is slowly kind of rolling out, uh, which is linked to SafeKey as well. Uh, then we're going to finally wrap this one up with EIP1559 and our analysis or our kind of thoughts on it based on the analysis that's been put out in the community. And then we have some extra topics like Aave hitting 100 million and uh, a few kind of last minute closing thoughts. So it's going to be another really exciting episode. I hope you guys enjoy this one. And yeah, let's kick this one off. So uh, Bryce, sh- shall I take the first topic and talk about Covalent? Yeah, go for it, man. This one is intriguing. Awesome. Awesome. So Covalent is an interesting product. I know the folks who are working on it. And the reason why I bring it bring this up is that they recently launched a new product called SafeKeep, right? And this is quite funny because we, so Bryce and I, Bryce and I were having a conversation last Sunday night and we were talking about how there are so many different DeFi protocols and wallets and stuff like this. And, you know, as a person who is invested in the ecosystem, it's quite hard to keep track of everything all in one place. Um, You know, there are some folks who, you know, just stick to using one wallet and that's kind of where they keep all their stuff. You know, Argent's a popular wallet where you could potentially do that. Uh, where you kind of interface with DeFi. But, you know, if you're in DeFi or have been in DeFi for long enough, I'm sure you have more than just one wallet. The years, man, that's what gets you. <laughs> exactly. All the accumulation of all these different wallets and, and things like this, it's pretty hard to get a unified view of all the interesting, uh, you know, protocols you're invested in and where your money's spread out. And so, you know, Covalence reached, uh, launched this new really cool product, which is called SafeKey. And it helps you to basically have a comprehensive view of all your assets across all different protocols and just one nice clean interface that shows you everything right between your Argent, your hardware wallet, uh, you know, all your different uh, all your different wallets that you have, uh, Gnosis Safe, whatever you have, all your different wallets. Uh, in the ecosystem. So yeah, I, I wanted to mention them here because, um, you know, it's a really cool product and I know the team and um, I'm excited to play around with it, use it because I definitely need to keep track of all my assets. So uh, yeah, what do you think about this, Bryce? Yeah, it seems pretty interesting. There are um, quite a few solutions coming in in that uh, in that field, let's say, of uh, helping you getting information on your wallet and, and um, an overview of your positions. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where it would go. Uh, honestly, as a as a power user, it's one of my main issues still. Uh, I tried to solve it. Uh, I've been like seriously at it for like a year. Still haven't found anything more um, efficient, sadly, than the good old Google shit. Uh, and this is getting painful at this point, you know? Yeah, especially especially with your kind of uh, your approach. And I know you're even bigger into the DeFi space than I am. Um, you wrote the de-financial guide where you kind of guide people on how they can take advantage of DeFi protocols. Um, and in that post, you you kind of break down, uh, you know, all the different pro- processes that you take and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, it's a pretty comprehensive process, right? And so I imagine something like this would probably help you, uh, you know, manage all of that, uh, all of those assets in, in a very in a very easy way. Yeah, and and it's really like a, a hard challenge because at the end of the day, there is a uh, there are a lot of data to process now to be able to um, just render a good overview of one wallet uh, positions. You know, if you think just like the basic tokens, so getting the price of all of that, 
but then the token sets are potentially, you know, the DeFi variants of the tokens or the A tokens, the C tokens, the I tokens user might have in his wallet, but then that user might also have opened a debt on Synthetics, so you need to compute that debt and the things they created, they might, might be providing liquidity to some pool and sometimes are staking their liquidity pool tokens. And, you know, so it's really like keeps layering and layering and layering and, and, and then it's, it's close to impossible to have a solution um, that, that encompasses everything right now. Yeah, yeah. So it's an early product. I'm excited to see how it goes. Um, but, you know, these folks are working on it and, you know, they're, they're pretty strong product folks. So I'm excited to see how this, uh, how this plays out. And obviously, we'll keep you guys up to date on all of the stuff that goes on. Cool. So second topic we have is a new release. Again, we love talking about new product releases. Uh, this new product release is from Rari Capital. And Rari Capital is doing, again, something that is quite interesting. So going back to the conversation we had last Sunday with uh, you and I, Bryce, where we were speaking about how, you know, managing your assets across multiple different protocols is still a big issue. And another big issue is, you know, DeFi is known for its incredibly high yields you can potentially make from putting money into the ecosystem you know especially now relative to all the options you have in the traditional financial space where yields are quite quite low um on on you know savings accounts and stuff like this there's an opportunity where you can have almost like a robo advisor to help you navigate all of these different protocols and you know invest your money accordingly to maximize your yield and so Rari Capital has launched and they're doing exactly that, right? So they're helping you earn on your idle capital. There's an algorithm that they've created and they've been in stealth for a while where they're, where they're basically taking your money, trying to optimize optimize it between different protocols. And, you know, they're starting off with lending. So putting your putting your capital in places like Compound, uh, places like uh, Maker and, you know, all these uh, Aave and all these different lending protocols. But the, the DeFi space has a lot of ups and downs you know, the yields kind of vary, even though they're quite high, they're, they're quite variable. Um, and so what Rari Capital is doing is they're thinking about, okay, how can we swap between stable coins? How can we basically take every opportunity we can to maximize your yield um, using these really smart algorithms and these smart contracts to basically give you the best result as possible, making, you know, the most sophisticated wealth management and like value accrual uh, techniques to the masses. So um, I think it's really cool. Um, I've been looking into it, you know, I've been checking them out on their blog post and, and you know, the cool stuff they've been launching. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I think it's definitely a, an interesting space. Uh, we mentioned, um, I don't know, was it last or an episode before that, uh, Idol Finance, which is uh, uh, a bit on the same space, probably a bit more mature because they are, they are, um, they are live for a while. But yeah, it's definitely interesting to have... Uh, uh, different approaches here and I think you know uh, Idol is still a product made for um, for us essentially for, for crypto geeks a bit you know uh, because it's really telling you about um, mostly the returns and things like that so um, there might be value in having um, a, 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 um, a robo advisor that is more focusing on um, you know yes of course optimization and getting you better yield because that's what they're for but uh, also you know the the design and, 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 and making sure the user is in the known and, and, and all of that. So, and maybe simplifying the whole experience uh, as much as possible. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's incredibly exciting. And so, again, another product release that I'm excited to see how it evolves and develops. And so, yeah, keep keep a tab on it. We'll put it in the newsletter as always. And yeah, I'm really excited for this next topic. Bryce, I think this is you. Take it away. So, yeah, this next topic is actually uh, quite timely, I guess, uh, because I haven't checked um, the gas station today. Uh, but the, the, uh, the gas markets have been... Um, have been quite busy lately, let's say, uh, and and the average transaction price uh, is sitting quite high, um, and so yeah, there is a, a good a good um, publication in uh, Deribit about uh, the EIP fifteen fifty nine or one five five nine or whatever you you, know, you say it here, um, and so essentially it's a revamp of uh, how uh, the gas market will operate uh, on Ethereum. Um, it's it's a bit of an independent independent addition, so it's not really tied to uh, uh, E2.0 or a specific phase. Uh, it, it's just um, uh, an improvement in terms of um, how we handle uh, well, let's say the competition because that's what it is currently uh, for for transactions. Um, and so there are like a few principles, but uh, the article is really well done and not too long, so I'll invite you to, to go read it. Uh, but the idea is to, to improve the user experience overall, um, to have a bit of more flexibility in the mechanism, essentially, um, improve the security also. Uh, but uh, another critical one is um, what we call uh, preventing the economic abstraction. And what is meant by that is um, well, we mentioned it already, I think, when we talked about gas, where currently you can have uh, quite a bit of a parasitic usage of the Ethereum network, where, um, say, if you are stable coins uh, and, 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 you know, you're not really interacting with the network outside of your token, um, you're just uh, um, essentially, yeah, you, you are like using a lot of the commons, but not giving back any value. You're giving back value to miners. But to the network itself, you're not giving back any value. So um, this kind of solves this situation where um, you'll have a, a portion of the fee that is burned. Uh, and so that will participate essentially in the long-term value accrual of uh, Ether, the base asset. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't want to be too cryptic on this. Tell me, tell me your thoughts, Abel, and maybe we see if we can uh, go a little deeper, if that's enough. Yeah, yeah, that's a really that's a really good summarization. And for anyone who's curious to learn more, one hundred percent, I recommend you for you to check out the 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 post from Deribit and you know the really good analysis of the whole EIP. Another thing that I want to mention is the visualization that we spoke about off off mic, and this I think is incredibly uh, interesting. Where you know Dan from MetaMask basically made some sort of visualization of what what an implementation of the EIP would look like in a wallet interface, right? So, you know, right now you can basically pick fast, medium, slow. Um, and he basically shows what what that would look like when the EIP is launched and how, how the interface will look like from a basic perspective and an advanced perspective. If anyone's used uh, MetaMask, you'll know that when you send transactions, you have a basic interface where it shows you fast, medium, slow. Um, and then a more advanced interface where you can kind of tweak how much you pay for a transaction in terms of gas. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty similar to the current interface, I guess, but uh, still has some interesting uh, things to it. Um, so, for instance, in the advanced panel, you'll see that you, you're now able to bid in, uh, in a time range instead of just uh, paying for a set price. 
uh, and this is due to uh, some change to the um, some change to, to to the way the gas would work. But essentially, um, one of the interesting dimension of this AIP is um, it will no longer be a competition or a competitive market uh, when the usage is is not at at peak essentially, uh, and and that's one of the uh, really interesting part of it, where um, in a non-congested scenario, uh, paying the base fee is essentially enough to, to grant your, the inclusion of your transaction in the next block. Uh, and so, um, yeah, in that sense, it could be really interesting. I think the key to it is really going to be um, fine-tuning and adjusting the mechanism that trigger when you are in a congested period to make it you know, less congested. Because this is really like where uh, things currently at least escalate pretty quick, where, you know, um, the prices just keep going up and up and up. And depending on the different events on the network, if people really need to submit a transaction, they will just, you know, at some point, the only option you have, if you really want to go through, is keep pushing the price up. And so <laughs> you, you find yourself, you know, clearing like, I don't know, I, I'm never like, I'm, I'm, I'm usually out of the markets on that day. But yeah, the, the pr gas price spiked. We saw like hundred-ish range for some some like close short periods. But like also just a sustained thirty-ish gray price for a fast transaction, like over the, the last few weeks. So yeah, I'm, I'm really um, sorry. It's a bit long, but I'm, I'm really say, interested to see where um, uh, how this is gonna contribute to potentially solve the current uh, issue, and especially the dimension I think on stable coins. Um, because it's more than an issue, it's more of a, currently a bit of a design flow, let's say. And DCIP would be able to transform this design flow in, uh, you know, a potential strength for Ethereum. Because now this, they will actually like, contribute directly to the network. Yeah. But look, that's everything on EIP 115. Um, it's an incredibly exciting topic and definitely recommend for you guys to check it out. And of course, as always, we'll put all the links there. So I guess we can move on to the next one, which is the quick mentions. Would you like to start us off with Paraswap V2 going live, Bryce? Yes, of course. So uh, it just happened a few days ago um, where Paraswap released a new version. Uh, you have quite a few interesting things here, uh, for uh, mostly for, for uh, services building on top of Paraswap. Uh, but for the user too, there is uh, what they call the multi-pass. Um, and it's essentially um, being able to compare different routes for your trade and, and find a one that is more optimized. Uh, I know it's a bit abstract, so but to put it in more concrete terms, it, it should result in a better, much better rates on like um, pairs with a pretty bad base passing. So, you know, things like A die to, let's say, C die. Uh, you have a few steps involved and now this multipass uh, is able to like, I don't know how many steps done exactly, I think three or four potentially, uh, look at all the different flows and find uh, the best rate. That's awesome. I'm excited to see what V2 looks like. Um, then we also have Aave, which has reached $100 million in assets locked in the system market size, which is huge, right? You know, Bryce and I, we spoke about this a lot. We're big fans of Aave. In fact, they're sponsors of this podcast. So shouts out to you, Aave. Thank you so much for partnering up with us. We, we kind of spoke about them around like $50, $60 million of assets locked up. And, you know, we said, oh, perhaps maybe it's going to take a couple of months. You know, they're growing really fast, but we'll see how it goes. And holy shit, has it gone through the roof. I mean, you know, they just hit, like yesterday, they just hit 
100 million dollars so big big shout out to Ave and uh, we hope it's even more growth going forward yeah definitely uh, I mean the course feels pretty uh, dynamic right now all across DeFi and um, well actually I was just checking uh, for the laugh and it's now 105 million holy smoke for Ave. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just <laughs> to give you an idea of the pace yeah um, and on, on the same uh, theme, kind of, uh, we mentioned in, in, in previous editions the launch of Uniswap V2. Well, crazy part is now uh, Uniswap V2 is almost at parity with version 1. Um, so you have about 46% uh, of the liquidity on V2 and 54 on V1. I would include a, um, a dashboard so you can see the two um, compared to one another. But yeah, it's really interesting. In terms of volume, uh, it's even um, uh, actually higher than V1 now, with about uh, 8 million like over the last 24 hours. It's really it's refreshing to see how fast uh, the transition is made. It really shows you that people who were um, using Uniswap and, and providing liquidity here are not in like a, a passive, uh, you know, set and forget approach. And you would hope so, you know, you would hope so, considering, uh, you know, the risk that comes with providing <laughs> liquidity. But yeah, that's... that's uh, still like good to see yeah like you say DeFi is going on the up and up and it's amazing to see that you know v2 is being picked up at exponential rate and ho so hopefully we'll see even more people using v2 um cool so bryce you want to wrap us up with the final topic you know on the md5 panel you did yesterday on some really cool stuff around politics economics and uh you know blockchain how these all, all, all these topics intersect yeah definitely so we had this amazing discussion yesterday uh the md5 panel for monolith uh the topic was around essentially uh, skinning the game and and thinking about you know what this means and how to harness it both in in in, in like the blockchain space let's say so and also to take learnings from it outside this space in different fields uh, and we really had like a, um, amazing insights. Like I think the, the uh, yeah the panel was quite balanced with different perspectives. And uh, Ryan, who moderated the panel, uh, did an amazing job at keeping everybody on track. So it's it's a really good um, structured and and fascinating discussion. Fantastic, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it and I hope for everyone to watch it as well. It's on YouTube, so again, what we'll do is in the newsletter, um, you can go check it out where we have all the links. Um, for what we want to do with the newsletter is to have it be the central place where you can check out all of the links that we uh, discuss in the in the, in the the episode. Uh, and so yeah, Bryce, I hand it to you to, to wrap up. Well, thank you all for joining. Uh, I hope you found this podcast insightful and we'll see you next week for, for the next one. Exactly. Tune in for the next one.